uh, I believe we have come to meet with the Lord. When we came this morning, they said this place was hot, so, but now it's becoming, it was cold. It's becoming hot here now. It's becoming hot, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to thank the Lord Almighty for another opportunity to, to reach out to you this morning with this word of encouragement. Uh, today, by the grace of God, we'll be talking about something uh, in line with our theme of the year, which is New Foundations. And today's teaching, I titled it Foundation of Our Faith. In actual fact, I'm starting a series specifically on this issue, Foundation of Our Faith. So if you want to title today's message, you can probably call it Foundation of Our Faith Part 1. Foundation of Our Faith Part 1. We are beginning to look at uh, uh, issues that have to do with foundations, you know, as we continue this year. And I will encourage you, please, to follow this series because I believe that uh, we all benefit from it in Jesus' mighty name. We have spent some time over the previous teaching to define what foundation is. Uh, and we have also been able to uh, state clearly that how far you go, for example, how far a building goes depends on the foundation on which it has been built for that building. You know, if you want to build a very big building, you need a very strong foundation. You need to dig deep to be able to bring out, you know, that foundation, you know, and how strong uh, a building is depends on the foundation of that building as well. So when we're talking about foundation of our faith as well, you know, it's important for us to connect that relationship and say as well how strong our faith is. It's a factor of the foundation of our faith. It's a factor of how we get into faith, you know. So, we want to be looking at that. And as I said last week, we have three anchor scriptures, you know, for the year 2018. And one of them is from Psalm 11, verse 3, which says that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Praise the Lord. You know? So, that means that if the foundation of our faith is not right, it becomes a big challenge. And I can tell you, brethren, uh, one of the challenges we have today in Christianity has to do with the foundation of faith of many that congregate in church. The foundation of faith of many that congregate in church. So it's very important for us to look at it. What are these issues that can affect our foundation? You know, and my focus is as a Christian, as a believer, what is your foundation? How did you come to Christianity? Does that have a role to play in your relationship with God? Does that have a role to play on how you see God in your life? Or how you react to issues around you? you know? So, and I've come to realize as well. You know, in the course of my relationship with people, that the circumstances, you know, that brought us to the knowledge of Christ is a factor 
in the way you relate with him. The circumstances that led us to Christ is a big factor in the way we relate with him. And I tell you, we have different circumstances that led us to Christ. Different situations, different conditions not brought us to Christ. You know, and I want to start by looking at what are those different circumstances and how does it relate to us? And how can we address those issues based on those circumstances to have a solid and a perfect relationship with our God? Praise the Lord. Because it's important for us to establish that. And there are so many circumstances. But one way people come to, to the knowledge of Christ is that many are born into Christianity. You are just born into it. You, you grow up going to church every Sunday. All of your parents are not just Sunday Sunday people. You go during the week as well. You go for VG, you go for uh, Bible study, you do everything. That is how you come to Christianity. You just know that you are a Christian. And the level of understanding you have is dependent on maybe the people around you, your parents, how they have encouraged you in your growth with Christ. So these kind of people, in a way, they don't know what it means not to be called a Christian. It does not also necessarily mean that they are born in the Christian home, that they are really Christians. But they are identified with what? Christians. But the circumstance is such that they got to know Christ because they were born into a Christian home. So, their relationship with God started very early. Many of them were exposed to the scripture very early. They know all the hymns in the church. They were involved in the choir from young, from young age. Depending on the conclusion they are in, they were baptized very early. They were confirmed very early. That is circumstances that they were in. So it, was, it is a routine for them to come to church every weekend. That was the foundation on which they build their faith. This has its advantage and has disadvantage as well. They may be very fast in the word of God. They know the scriptures. They have been hearing it for a long time. And before you say one thing, they can quote the other one. Because they are familiar with it. They have a deep knowledge of the scripture. But in another way as well, you can see them, many of them may not be interested in evangelism. Because they don't know what it means to be evangelized. They have never experienced the need for somebody to come and call them to church. So their zeal for evangelism is what? Low. Because it is not something that they are used to. Coming to the presence of God comes readily to them. They don't know what it means to be outside. Even the scripture that says go out to preach the word does not really make meaning to them because they have not really 
you know, experience what it needs to be outside, you know, the food. That influences them a lot. Praise the Lord. So that foundation may affect their drive towards evangelism. Because they don't know what it means to be outside. And the knowledge they have as well can be an hindrance to God working in their life. Because they thought they will think they know everything. And when they hear the word, you know, that strikes them. Sometimes they say, well, I've been hearing this all the time. And doesn't change them. And as how we can be seen in the life of that young ritualer, of somebody that was born into a Christianity. We read that scripture earlier, but I'll read it again. In Matthew 19, Matthew 19, 22. It's an example of somebody that can be lucky to somebody that was born into a Christian home. Say, and behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He asked that question because he has the knowledge that there is a what? Eternal life. If he had not been taught about it, he would not know about it. So he asked that question because he knows there is an eternal life. He has knowledge. He has that understanding. So he desired to be there. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is no good but one. That is God. But if thou we enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. And you can hear his response. His response was like that of a child of a priest who has been taught from the beginning the commandments. His response was he said to him, keep the commandment. He said to him, which, which, which of them? Jesus said, Thou shalt do, do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not stay. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And here is his response. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? What lack I yet? I know all these things. I have been doing them. From the time I was a youth. I have been taught. What else do I need? And the Lord responded. Jesus said unto him, If thou will be perfect, if thou will be perfect, see the language now is different. If thou will be perfect, go and say that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard this saying, he went away out sorrowful, for he had great possession. Praise the Lord. That teaching of that day was different from what he has been hearing. Quite different from the understanding he has. Quite different from what he has put in his head from his youth. 
And he said at that time, no, I cannot do this one. The possession he had was a stumbling block for his relationship with God. Basically what the Lord was telling him, if you read that scripture carefully, was that it is not about your relationship between man and man. Between your neighbor and your father alone. Because all those commandments he mentioned were related to his relationship with people around him. Either his father or mother, his neighbors, his friends. But this thing is asking him that give all and follow what? God. Let my relationship be with you. Let the driver be myself and yourself. Give up all for God. You are coming to heaven. There's the treasure laid up for you there. But the man could not take it. It was a hard message for him. And that is the same thing that is happening just today. Many grew up in the church. But they are not followers of Christ. Hello. There's a difference between being in the church and being a follower of Christ. He told that man, give away everything. Do what? Follow me. Being in the church does not mean that you are a follower of Christ. And that's why the foundation of many are shaking today. But they have seen themselves as a Christian based on the fact that they are born into the Christian home. But they are not following Christ. Their action does not suggest that they are following Christ. You may have a very good relationship with people. Being moral, morally right, morally strong, does not make you a Christian. Am I right? Being morally strong does not make you a Christian. Praise the Lord. You must be a true follower of Christ. There are many people that have not known Christ, but they are morally upright. I met somebody recently. And when we were talking, she said she was... Uh, I said, I went to go to church on Sunday. She said, well, she has not been in church for her youth age, from a very young age. She said, why? She said, well, because she was born, the father was uh, Catholic, and the mother is mama. So, there was confusion where we still go to, from a very young age. But where I'm going to that, it was that even... She now said something to me. She said, well, what is important is to be good. What is important is just be good to people. That is what this man was saying here too. What is important is to be good to people. Be nice, be kind. It's not just about that. You have to be a follower of Christ. Obey him. Do his will. Not sometimes at all times you have to surrender yourself to him and declare him as your personal lord and savior you have to give up everything for him because there's nothing you give up for god that you don't get multiples in return that was the understanding this man lacked that was what he lacked if you have that understanding that when you give up something for god what you are receiving in return is much more than you give out. Give out. So Christianity that is based on I'm born into the Christian home 
is not there yet. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? Even this, if you look at this, John, John, John chapter 1, another example of people that believe they have everything because of what they know. The Pharisees. The Pharisees told that man at that pool that you cannot say you have received your healing. Today is what? Sabbath. Everything they think about is about the law. It's about the law. They're not even recognizing what God has done in the life of that person. They forgot the fact that God can do anything, anytime He wants to do it. But they're very conscious of what had happened to Him and the time that it happened to Him. No, 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 you cannot do that. It's about the tradition of men. Praise the Lord. So you can see that, you know, our knowledge of Christ, you know, based on the fact that we are born of Christianity, could be a limitation sometimes. And it could be a blessing. Some people are born of Christianity and they have embraced it. You know, when I was interviewed, our sister Inelu uh, Abankoli that was going to Peru the other time, you know, and she was telling me that oh, she was born into Christianity, that she has always been following her parents to church every time. But she never had a personal relationship with God. You know? But when she gave her life to Christ, she understood that she was not in church because what? Her parents are in church. She was in church because she needed to be in church. She had a personal relationship with God. Praise the Lord. And that's, that's the prayer we should have for our children. As we are raising them up, let them not see they're coming to church because daddy and mommy are coming. No. Let's lay a foundation that they will see they are coming to the presence of God as a way of building their own personal relationship with God. Not because their parents are in church. May the Lord help us in that area in Jesus' name. Because we are building for the future. No. There are mistakes that have been made in the past. That's why we are in the situation we are here today. That people are pretty lethargic about uh, their presence in the house of God. Another way people come to the knowledge of God is by conversion. By conversion to Christianity, for example. These people have tasted the other side before. They know what it means not to be a Christian. In fact, some of them are very zealous in what they were doing before. Very zealous. They want to do everything perfectly in their relationship with God in the context of the religion or the congregation or the faith they had. But they come to the knowledge of Christ. And you see there are different ways they approach things compared to people that were in Christ before or they were born to Christianity. The approaches are different. Depending on you know, how they come to that knowledge of Christ. What drove them down there? Some of them are eager to know the world. They want to do everything like they want to cover lost ground. Do you understand? You feel that, yeah, I've lost so much ground. I want to cover ground. So they are very zealous. Very zealous. Because
because the, the, the knowledge they have is like it's driving them. They want to know the word. Praise the Lord. They are like the people that the, the, book, the Bible describes the Jeremiah. Jeremiah 15 16. Jeremiah 15 16. It said the, the words were found, and I did what? Eat them. And that word was unto me, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by the name, O Lord God of hosts. They want to know the word. They are searching the scripture every day. They want to dig deep to the word. Because they want to cover lost ground. That is the testimony of many that come to the knowledge of God. Because of conversion. Praise the Lord. And they are very zealous as well. I was one of them. I'm one of them. I was born into a Muslim home. I was very zealous as a, as a, as a Muslim. I am hardly in the mosque in the morning. When they call for prayer, before they call, I was there. In my neighborhood those days, you know, when they make those announcements on the, on, the, on the microphone, they will say, ah, the children of Balogos are already here. Don't to encourage others because I was zealous. I want to be there early enough. And when I got to know Christ, I transferred that zeal. I felt I've lost so much ground I need to cover. And that's why sometimes when you see people that are converted, you realize that sometimes they have so much energy. So much energy because of what they have passed through. And maybe because as well, you know, the truth, let me tell you the truth. If you see a child that grew up in a very Islamic home, the way they bring them up, eh, they put it in their head every day. Many, many of us are not doing that as Christians. They put it there every day. So that zeal is there. And you can easily transfer that zeal to their relationship with God as a believer. But the other side of it as well is the fact that sometimes they are too zealous without what? Knowledge. Zeal without knowledge. They want to do everything, but they don't have any. They are empty. The Holy Spirit is not there. And they begin to shake. Because that foundation is not strong enough. And the example can be seen in the life of Peter. For example, Peter, the Peter the Apostle. You know, it is this same Peter without the Holy Spirit that told the Lord Jesus Christ. Or when they came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, he drew, he drew the sword, Abby, and he called here on that person. Because he doesn't understand it. Jesus told him, You are not the one to save me. If I want to save myself, I know what to do. It's not your business. It was zealous. This same Peter. You no. Know, uh, let us read uh, Matthew 26. Matthew 26, 35. This same Peter told the Lord Jesus Christ when he was saying somebody was disappointing. Matthew 26, 35. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, Yet, how will I never be what? Offended. 
Jesus said unto me, Verily I say unto you, that this night before the call crowd, thou shalt what? Deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. They have seen, but they have no knowledge. The Holy Spirit was not in them. There's no foundation. But this same Peter, if you read further, by the time you got to Luke, uh, Luke 22, I believe. Luke 22, from verse 55. The Bible said, Then they took him and led him. Luke 22, from 55. And, and led him and brought him to the high priest's house. And Peter followed from where? Afar off. Can you be 55? 55. Luke 22, 55. This same Peter that said, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. See, 55. And when they had killed Are you sure that's the one? No, what I'm reading here is different. Now let's read from 55. He said that then they took him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed him afar off. And when they came to the fire in the midst of the hall and were sat down together, Peter sat down among them. But he made, a certain maid beheld him as he sat for the, by the fire. And Ernest looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him. Saying, woman, I know him not. I know him not. Bold face. That's what they call it today. Bold face. I know him not. This same Peter that said, no matter what they talk to you, I will die with you. If one of us stayed afar off, but when they identify him, say, I know him not. This same brother that drew the sword and said, I will kill you. You are not going to take my master away. He denied him. Boldly. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, I am not. And about the space of one hour after, another confidently, confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him. For he is a Galenam. And Peter said, Man, I know him not. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, man, I know no what that says. <laughs> Do you know? It's both face. Denying three times. This same Peter that was zealous about him. But he had not the Holy Spirit in him. He had no knowledge. And immediately, when he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord. And how he had said unto him, Before the cock crew, crew, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. 
Praise the Lord. Zeal without knowledge. That is one problem that is affecting the church today. Foundations are not strong. Very zealous people. But any little problem like this, they do what? They fall. Any little temptation, they fall. Because the, the root is not deep enough. They cannot withstand the challenges that come their way as a believer. You just need a little push for them to get off the cliff. It's like there's somebody standing on the cliff, edge of the cliff, and little push like this they have. That foundation is not strong enough. That's another aspect of people. How people come to know Christ. I've shared with you who are born into Christianity by faith, by the fact that their parents are Christian and they just follow suit. Does not necessarily mean that they are standing on the rock. And remember the scripture we read in the book of Matthew. He said, He that hear this my word and obey is like the one that was that built his eyes upon the solid rock. And as we share now again, that people come to Christianity from other belief. They may have the zeal. They may have, the, you know, even if that's, that's why Peter, when Paul, the difference between Paul and Peter, when Paul became converted on the way to Damascus, Paul did not just start going to minister. What did he do? He went somewhere, separated himself, and God wrote to study. He prepared himself. He understood what he didn't do. And then came back and joined the other apostles. He just didn't go to the field. No, 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 no. He went and studied himself. Separated himself for some time. Understood what he needed to have. Before he reached out to the people. And that was why all the stone that came his way, he was able to withstand. That was why he could say, you know, that our fourth was a good fight at the end because it was able to withstand. Our circumstances are different. We have to share too. I'm going to continue next week on other circumstances that led people to Christ and that can, have, that can affect their relationship with God. But you could look at it from your own perspective and say, in these two examples, where am I? And what foundation am I laying? Because no other foundation really. That's how we read it before from First Corinthians verse 3. First Corinthians 3. From 11. I read it as I close. Because if you build on the wrong foundation, you cannot go far. Say for other foundation can no man be laid. That which is laid. Which was? Jesus Christ. So now if any man builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it. Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each other's one's work. Of what sort it is. If anyone work which has, he has built on his it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone works is born, 
you will suffer loss. You will not suffer loss in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's rise on our feet. Thank you.